The Church Media Podcast, episode 146, Nine Reasons Why Your Production Team Should Visit Another Campus or Another Church. Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. We're bringing you knowledge and insight from top media professionals from around the world. Useful, practical content in the areas of live production, design, leadership, digital communications, and more. The show notes for this episode and all archive episodes of the show are available online now at the Church Media Podcast. Podcast.com. And now, broadcasting from the ministry headquarters of 1230 Media, here's your host, church media coach Carl Barnhill. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This week's show is sponsored by our friends at Core Sound Music. You'll be hearing more about them later in the episode, but be sure to check out an amazing library of production tracks for your next video project at coresoundmusic.com and also check out coresoundpads.com for some killer pads for your next worship experience. This week you get me. I'm going to be sharing with you nine reasons why your production team should visit another campus at your church or another church entirely. Not attend, don't freak out, just visit. That's on the way. If you missed our marathon month with Steve Dirks back in May, be sure to catch up on our blog and podcast. We did three weeks of podcast episodes and five blog articles with Steve and took a deep dive into the world of ProPresenter. Steve shared some amazing tips and tricks that he's put together in a masterclass for ProPresenter volunteers. Be sure to check that out at 1230.media today. Just click on the training tab and go to our blog or podcast and check out the content with Steve Dirks. I think you'll get a lot out of it. I wanted to also talk to you about our brand new custom media packages that we launched at 1230 Media a couple of months ago. We've packaged together the most requested custom media content into easy-to-order bundles for you. If your church is in need of a sermon series design, series trailer, bumper, countdown, social graphics, church video announcements, you name it, we've put it together for you in package form. You can check it out at 1230.media forward slash pricing. We've put some good savings into those for you, so if you order in package form, you're going to save your church some money. And if you sign a retainer with us for a 6- or 12-month or 6- or 12-project deal, either one of those, you're going to save quite a bit more. So all that is at 1230.media forward slash pricing, 1230.media forward slash pricing. All right, nine reasons why you need to take your production team to visit another campus or another church is coming right up. Hey guys, I want to take a minute to say hello to our sponsors over at Core Sound Music. Most video creators struggle to find music for their videos that isn't cheesy, sometimes spending hours weeding through catalogs of subpar music just to find one good track. You know what I'm talking about. That's where Core Sound Music comes in. They create high-quality stock music to perfectly fit your projects every time. And they intuitively curate their catalog into bundles of music based on genre and mood. The licensing is simple and straightforward too. This is a great way to get amazing high quality music and save countless hours in your creative process. 
And for my listeners, Core Sound is giving 20% off any purchase made on their website. Incredible deal. That's 20% off any music bundle of your choice at coresoundmusic.com. That's C-O-R-E soundmusic.com. Simply use the promo code CHURCHMEDIA, all one word, CHURCHMEDIA, at checkout for 20% off any purchase from their incredible catalog of production music. Again, use the promo code CHURCHMEDIA at checkout at coresoundmusic.com and receive 20% off any purchase from their growing library of production music. That's coresoundmusic.com, coresoundmusic.com. Check them out today. I'm about to share with you nine reasons why your production team should visit another campus within your church or another church. Now, calm down. I didn't say attend another church. I said visit another church. (laughs) I think it's not only healthy, but extremely productive for you to take members of your production team to other campuses within your church or even other churches. Now, if you can, I highly suggest you contacting your counterpart if you're visiting another campus in your church or contacting the media director or team leader at another church and ask if they will let your team worship one service and then observe their team in action another service. And let me give you nine reasons why I think that you should take a trip with your team to visit somewhere else one Sunday. Number one, it builds community within your team. Anytime you spend time on a trip together, you get closer to people. Let me encourage you to carpool or rent a van to take a a bigger group together. Encourage conversation there and back to get great feedback from your team. Also, your team seeing their leader in a more laid-back, casual setting helps them bond with you and with each other a lot more. All right, number two, it broadens their perspective. In my experience, most people are stuck in their routine, their family, their school, their church. It's what they know. I've had many times where volunteers have never visited another campus of their church or even visited another church because our church was the church that they grew up in, and it's all they know. Even for those who have been around a while, to visit another church or campus together gives them a different perspective. Here's number three. It breeds fresh ideas. This one should be obvious. You and your team members, seeing how another production team executes their services, should give your team some new ideas to implement. Watch closely what they do and ask tons of questions after the service is over. Now, don't interrupt them mid-service. They'll never let you come back. Uh, Either let them designate one volunteer to be with you the entire time or save your questions until an appropriate time. Number four, it lets them see how good they have it. You might be surprised to see your biggest complainers be a little easier on you and your team after you visit somewhere else. They may just see that things aren't as bad as they sometimes make it out to be. The grass may not be greener somewhere else. Should I admit to doing this on purpose in the past and really being intentional about making sure a complainer saw something specific so that they would be a little bit more grateful 
with the things that were at our campus? I would never do that. Number five, it shows them that we are all on the same team. If you are visiting another campus, you befriending and praising another production leader can really show unity within your church body. Whether in your church or at another church, be grateful for your visit. Show unity to your team. Show that your church is truly one church meeting in several locations. Show your team that other churches, even in your own city, are on your team. We're in a culture war, I believe. Now, it's time for the competition between campuses or between churches to stop. And it's time for unity and collaboration to flourish. Let's be a part of that solution. Let's not be fighting or comparing ourselves to the church down the road. Let's team up with them. Let's learn from them. Let's bounce ideas back and forth. Uh, Let's collaborate together. Number six, it forces you to trust the team that you've built. When I first started leading teams that executed Sunday services, I would leave on a Sunday. I would be extremely nervous. You, You know where I'm going. I'd be super nervous about how the services would go while I was gone. Now, taking teams to visit other churches or other campuses forces you to build teams that you trust while you are away. This, uh, this is also true when you take a vacation. Um, are you building a team that you can trust while you're gone? Or are you consistently worrying about and frantically uh, texting back and forth, seeing how things are, are, are without you there? Or can you leave and relax knowing that the team uh, can handle it? The team doesn't always need to depend on you to be there to solve problems. In fact, visiting other churches opened my eyes to seeing that I needed to get out of the control room uh, or get out of the booth more often. Going away may mean handing off responsibility to other people. It may mean forcing your team to lead and execute without you there. That's a good thing. It shows your team that the ministry is not about you and is not dependent on you. Number seven, it connects the big picture together. This really applies to you taking your team to another campus within your church. If you can show your satellite campus team the workings of your main broadcast campus, it will really connect the dots for them on how their work at the campus level fits into the vision of the church. This is especially true for your volunteers that broadcast or that play back your video message if you're at a video campus. If they can understand how things work on the main campus side, they'll have a better knowledge of their responsibilities on the campus end. Uh, Really, the opposite is true also. If you serve at your main campus, to take your team out to visit a multi-site campus gives them a better understanding of who they are serving and how they can serve them better. Let me give you an example here. I've served in two large churches. One church I served mainly the broadcast campus, and another church I served mainly at a multi-site. In the multi-site environment, our team really needed a split second of black in the video feed before the message began at the main campus in order to make a seamless transition to the message at our location. Now, because we had taken a trip to the main campus and we got to know the staff and the volunteer team there, 
we could simply communicate with their director and their team and ask them, hey, could you give us a second of black in the feed before the message? Both sides were working together to solve an issue. And because both sides had a relationship with each other, the communication and problem solving got easier. That's just one example of how you can show your team uh, how the the big picture works together. And I'm sure that uh, the director at the main campus and the team at the main campus could learn from the satellite campuses as well to know that how they could serve them better or give them things or, or whatnot. So uh, it does truly connect the big picture together. All right, number eight, it keeps you as their leader humble. When you're leading a team to visit another campus of your church or another church, You take a risk of your team seeing how another leader treats their team. You're possibly showing them another leadership style and environment. It can take some humility to walk into another environment that could potentially operate smoother than yours. Step into those moments. Instead of being defensive, be humble. Study another team. Study another leader. Study another environment. Watch carefully for things that you want to implement with your team. And don't dismiss everything you see. Oh, that would never work for us because. Be open to ideas. Take great notes. Learn. Get better. Pride in your leadership can destroy you. And taking your team to another campus or another church could humble you, knowing that someone or some team might be doing things better than you. Number nine, it allows you to actually worship. I don't know about you, but at times I struggle to worship. Do you? Now that I've been in church media for years, it's hard for me to turn it off. You get this. And now that I coach and train dozens of churches across the country, I still struggle. I'm constantly watching other things in a service. Uh, I hope you've been there. I hope I'm not the only one that deals with this, that I can sit in a worship service and think, oh, that camera shot is soft. They need to focus. Or, ooh, poor font choice on those lyrics, guys. Come on. Or, mm, that was an ugly transition. Do you do you sit there and do that? I, that's running through my mind uh, the entire time sometimes when I'm trying to worship. But even when I, I don't say my critiques out loud, my eyes are always on the production aspects of an experience. But one thing I've found that's helped is to worship in environments where the responsibility or the weight of that experience is not on me. <laughs> yes, things may happen, but it's not on me to fix. These situations help me to worship a little bit more. So when visiting another church, it frees you and your team to actually worship without having to watch your times, your planning center rundown, or what element is coming up on your run sheet. And I would encourage that too. When you go visit another campus or another or another church, especially, uh, you know, I'm going to encourage you to attend one service and then maybe go behind the scenes or watch the, the second service from a different angle. But when you're in that first service, don't grab the the run sheet. Don't don't grab their planning center form and go, okay, this is coming up and I'm going to watch for this. Don't do that. S- sit there and, and worship and, and experience it just like a, a normal attendee would. And then that second service, you can critique and watch and, oh, they did that different or 
whatever, have the planning center form out or whatever you need to do. But but take that opportunity. If you're visiting, uh, visiting another campus or another church, take the opportunity for you and your team to actually sit there and engage in worship. Now, let me strongly encourage you to learn from other leaders and other teams. For the reasons that I, I mentioned, a trip to learn from other people creating experiences just like you will strengthen your team and will make them better at what they do every Sunday. It's an amazing song. Just kind of happened. Took about 10 minutes, I guess. Bart, you didn't write this song in 10 minutes. Took a lifetime. How'd you do this? You know, I've never told anybody my story. When I was uh, 11 years old, life was tough. Where's mama? She's gone. She don't want me no more. And she don't want you neither. And I've always loved music. And I found some songs that I just, I held on to. They gave me hope. Mercy me, that can't be his real voice. Because I needed it. Dad, I can do this. No, you can't. And you're going to blink your eyes and you're going to realize that life has gotten you nowhere because you chased some stupid dream. I can I'm leaving. Shit. What it will be like. I want you to know that I pray for you all the time. When I walk. And I hope that you find whatever it is that you're looking for out there. What are you running from? My dad. Then write about it. Let that pain become your inspiration. I got some stuff I need to sort out. And I deal with it the only way I know how. And that's to write a song. You hungry? I set the table. What is this? I want to make things right. You and me. My dad was a monster. And I saw God transform him. You have a gift, real gift. I didn't think that God could do that. And so I wrote this song for my dad. I can only imagine. Look for it on digital, DVD, and Blu-ray. I want to encourage you guys to pick up the film I Can Only Imagine. It comes to digital DVD and Blu-ray this week. I had the opportunity to chat with Madeline Carroll, who plays Bart Millard's love interest in the film. We chatted for about 15 minutes about wrestling with God's purpose and how this film came into her life at the perfect time. I want to let you hear the entire interview today, as I think it will really resonate with you as church media folks as well. I'll be back in just a bit to wrap things up. Check this out. My guest today is actress Madeline Carroll. You might know her from her roles in films like Swing Vote with Kevin Costner, Flipped, Mr. Popper's Penguins with Jim Carrey, The Magic of Belle Isle with Morgan Freeman. Her latest project, I Can Only Imagine, is now available on digital DVD and Blu-ray. She plays Bart Millard's love interest in the film. Madeline, thanks for hanging out. Welcome. No, thanks. 
thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And before we started uh, recording, we were talking that you uh, kind of looked us up and are going to hang out and listen to the podcast and just are so excited about talking to church media folks. So thank you so much. Yes, I'm so excited. I, as soon as I found out that you uh, were even interested in hearing from me, I looked you up and looked up the podcast, and I love a big fan of podcasts anyway. And so I was so excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in and start listening to it. I'm excited. Awesome. Now, I, I wanted to uh, talk with you some about wrestling with your calling or, or purpose, because uh, this film really came to you when you were really on the verge of quitting acting, right? Tell me how the, uh, the project kind of came about for you. Yeah, so I um, I just went through this real big, uh, long journey with the Lord, um, not really knowing what was meant for me, what was next. Um, a lot of doors weren't opening up in my career, um, but the Lord was faithful through that season um, and really grew me spiritually. And then when I, um, when I literally right before I got, I can only imagine I was going to quit, um, acting um, about a month before, two months before, and um, I literally got on my hands and knees and just broke down before God in the bathroom. I just got in the bathroom, closed the door, and was like, Lord, I just don't understand. What, what are you doing? Why are you, Why is this happening to me? I, I don't understand. I don't want to feel depressed anymore. I don't want to feel oppressed anymore. God, what is my purpose? anymore. Like, is this no longer where you've called me to the industry? And I was devastated because I'd been doing it my whole entire life. It was all I knew. It was what I believed God had for me. And um, and so just to give up on that was really devastating. And I just laid it before God. And I was like, you know what, Lord, I love you more than I love this. So if this is no longer where you have called me, then please let me know. But if this is still where you want me to be, I said, God, please send me something. And I said, better yet, send me something that would edify you, and that will be my key in knowing that that's what you desire of me. So literally the next day, I'm not kidding, God answered my prayer 100%. And um, Harold Conk, who directed um, me in a film called God Bless the Broken Road, uh, reached out to me via text, which was so random, um, and he had got my number off of my agent's. Hadn't seen him in a year, had never worked with him. I just had uh, auditioned for him before um, for something totally different, and he kept me in mind. He just kept me in mind and felt the Lord wanted him to put me in the movie, and literally I, I called him, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you're answering my prayer. And I told him my whole story about the day before. So then God just, like, reassured me, like, no, this is where you're called, and this is where I want you. So then I, it was just such an awesome time with God. And then literally about a month or two later, I'm at a commercial audition for something separate, the woman who got paired up with me to be my mom, which is so random, 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 um, knew me and was like, hey, uh, you need to go out on that movie I Can Only Imagine. And I was so, like, oh, my gosh, excited when I heard her say it because I knew it was going to be a powerful movie because I grew up listening to the song. So I called my manager, and I was like, you have to get me in on this movie. And um, she set me up an appointment. And I went in and met with the Irwins and Kevin Downs and yeah. literally left and was like, Mom, I am, like, so blessed that I got to even meet them. And I don't know if I'm going to get the movie. I really didn't know if I was going to book it, to be honest, because I didn't even read lines. Um, we just did a last-minute meet-and-greet. And um, and long story short, uh, I just was so blessed to know that there were other people in film and television and, you know, just in what I do, uh, trying to do the same thing as me. And so um, I found out a few days later, though, that I had booked the part and my life has completely changed in so many ways. You have no idea, but just an unreal blessing. God was very, very faithful, even in the hard years. He was so faithful, just preparing me for this moment and just giving him the glory 
um, like I'm doing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that people will be maybe surprised a little bit to know of so many Christians in Hollywood that are trying to do projects that really bring honor to God and not just in kind of the, quote, faith-based circles, um, but, yeah. but other people as well. Um, and, and the guy, we've talked to, to Kevin Downs and, and, uh, John, uh, Irwin, uh, a couple of times on the podcast and, and, uh, just great guys. What was it like working with them and, and working with guys who want to do, uh, you know, really edifying projects? Oh my gosh. It was so awesome to work with them. Like just for the, for the first, you know, time being with faith faith people like that was pretty amazing. Um, just because they're very like-minded and. Um, that was just so awesome, and and um, to be honest, though, they're just, like, apart from their faith, they're just so super amazingly good at what they do, and they just so happen to be passionate about the faith-based genre, um, which is so amazing, but they're just so completely passionate and amazing at what they do. They're just good at their craft, and um, a lot of the things that they've, you know, been hearing about Imagine, it's like, wow, it was so well done. It was so well done. Um, it didn't feel like a faith-based film. It felt like it could be, you know, mainstream, and a lot of mainstream people saw it because of that. It didn't, um, you know, it wasn't the typical um, faith-based film, and I think that it's so such a testament to their talent because it fits just like the song into both categories, and I think that that's something that's really, really hard to do. Um, but so just Holy Spirit-led, they they prayed over everything, I mean everything, down to who they cast it, down to who they got for, you know, every piece of the movie before production. They just prayed over it and prepared, and um, I think that God just really was able to have his way with the film because he was able to have his way through them. And um, I'm just so beyond grateful to them because... They really they they allowed the Lord to turn my world upside down. I guess I can't even believe you know what what they did for me and um, and honestly afterwards too after filming they've just did so much for me um, while promoting it and it's just opened other doors for me like not even with film uh, but but just such a grace I've been given through like ministering um, which has been awesome and just sharing my story and um, I just so many gifts have come. Um, from that one meeting that day and, and just God moving through them and, and me. How did it affect your faith specifically? Well, I, I really, I never, ever walked away from the Lord and never, you know, abandoned my faith. I just came to a point where I just was really so confused with what God was doing with me. Like, I just, I really felt like my dream was, was dying, and I really felt like, okay, I must have, you know, I, I must have not been hearing God right. I must have somewhere in these past five years of struggle, um, I must not have been in, in tune with the Lord, and then I've outstepped Him. And just all these questions I was asking myself, as I think a lot of believers do, um, because you know what to do. You know to seek God. You know to seek God's face when you don't know what to do. But when you're not hearing and you're not understanding, it's more frustrating than anything. And just feeling like you're doing it alone when you know you shouldn't be alone. So then you start asking these questions like, God, is it me? Like, what is my problem? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And, um, and, and it really just grew my faith when I, when I got this movie, because it just let me know that the Lord was with me every single step of those hard times. And God was just growing me and stretching me. And to be honest, the doors that have opened through Imagine for sharing my testimony, if I hadn't 
went through and walked through and been so knitly, you know, tight with the Lord in those times, I wouldn't have anything to share. I wouldn't have a story to tell of victory. And um, and so it, it's really affected my faith in a profound way to, um, you know, the scripture in the Bible says rejoice in all circumstances for it gives you a chance to grow your endurance. And that's exactly how I feel. I feel like that's, that's literally a scripture I've read my whole life that has physically come to life for me before my eyes. Um, and so I just I just want everyone um, who's hearing this just to know that God is with you through thick and thin, and He sticks closer to you than a brother and, um, and really grows you. And then you'll come to this place when God, you know, when you come out the other side of it and God opens these wonderful doors for you, you'll begin sharing what you went through, and you'll be like, oh, you know, this, this is able to be shared because I went through this. This is able to bless this person I'm speaking with because I went through this. And so just count it all joy, like the Word says. Um, and it really grew my faith. Now, now after, you know, even after doing the film and everything, I'm like, Lord, whatever you would ask me to do, I'm ready to do. Whether that be be a singer and I don't even sing, like whatever you'd call me to do next, I'm willing and I'm ready to do because my faith is so firmly rooted in Him. Um, even more so now that I'm like, I know, I know that I know that whatever God has for me is only for my good, and I can only go up from here. I'm sure, and it might be uh, your age, being in early 20s or, or, or a female or just kind of where you are in the industry, I'm sure you see uh, a lot of scripts that are maybe not very clean, not very, very yeah. redemptive in nature. Um, so how did yeah. it excite you to see other people in the industry working on uplifting God honoring projects like this? Well, to be honest, I was just shocked. I I was shocked. I couldn't believe um I, I couldn't believe it really. Uh, I've been doing this since I was three and a half. Um and it, to, to be honest, it still surprises me, you know, just even to hear about what they're doing next and everything. I'm just like, wow, like it's just amazing and it's for such a time as this. But I have my whole life to answer your question, I've read things that were really hard and it was easier for me when I was younger, you know, God was very faithful and opened very big doors and my, my mainly what I do is mainstream films. That's what I did my whole entire life up until um God bless and imagine um and now indivisible. Um but I I can't tell you how refreshing it was to read the script and have, you know, a character come along that just strictly was edifying and and amazing. And I just yesterday, uh, to be to be frank, I, I got these two things that came um, across my lap, and I just can't do them, you know. Um, and it's just uh, it's hard. It's really hard, but. But I really think that people are, you know, recognizing the need for um, more positive content and um, doesn't even have to be faith-based. This mainstream, I feel like, is even recognizing the need for more positive content. I feel like I'm seeing a lot more scripts, especially this year, to be honest, mm. um, that are kind of turning back to the way it was. And it's really refreshing to see. I'm really excited to see what, what God's doing in Hollywood right now um, in all areas. Um but it's hard. But God, God was so um, I was so close to the Lord at a young age that when when those projects came across my way, uh, I just knew to say no. I knew um, even to really big things, um, I just said no, and I and I knew that the Lord would reward that, and He did. He He really did. Um, always did. You know, I'd pass on a really big movie um, when I was very young, and God rewarded me with Flipped right after. You know, so it's just like 
I want to encourage anyone who's listening to that when you come to things like don't compromise, don't compromise who you are, don't compromise your faith, because God does reward you. And when he does reward you, it's something that fits you so much better because you have to remember that we are serving someone who knows us inside and out. So when these things come down the line and God gives them to us, they're literally made for us and set aside for us. So um, don't compromise. So what would you say to uh, maybe a church staff member, church media person, or uh, someone in media in general who is wrestling with, God might be done with me here? Um, how, would you, how would you wrestle with either uh, can, you know, praying about continuing in the industry or maybe finding a, a new path to take? Like, how do you, what would you encourage with someone wrestling with something like that? Um, that's pretty much what I uh, went through. I was like, God, where, where is it that you want me? I think that this is what you want. I think this is what you're asking, but am I, you know, am I right? Am I sure? And so I would just say, first and foremost, seek God's face. Spend time alone. It says in Matthew to go into a quiet room, close the door, and just spend time with God in prayer. And um, God, the God who sees in secret will reward you openly. And so I think that um, you have to know uh, to, to do that, go to your prayer room and, and read your word because that's where God is going to speak to you the most. Um, obviously, God speaks to you through church, but just when you really are seeking uh, an answer on something, I just would encourage to pray and then just stay in your word, um, most importantly. And I think that um, don't always look at leaving a position as a bad thing um, because God, for me, is like kind of growing me um into new things and kind of has put it on my heart to start, you know, producing and um, writing. And that's something, to be honest, between us and everyone listening here, I've never done that before, Mm. Um, you know. And so it's definitely new territory for me. It's a a piece of what I've grown up doing, but it's a total different thing. So maybe God is calling you into something similar to what you've, you've known, but something that it can expand you. God's always looking to expand you. Um, the Israelites, when they came out of Egypt, God wanted to expand them. God wanted to grow them. So when you leave somewhere, a.k.a. Egypt, God just wants to bring you into bigger territory. So don't think that God, you know, uh, undermining you or going to give you something that's not um, as special. God's only, you know, there to exalt you and make you bigger, make you greater, and just be willing and just spend time in prayer. Because Sometimes we think it's time to like, okay, jump ship. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do, I want to do this and this is what I'm going to do. And it's just a fleshly desire. You want to make sure that God is in it and he will, uh, he will show you in due season and just be obedient. But it's so, so important to be able to hear his voice, especially when he's whispering, because that is the key to your next step. And so just very, stay very close to the Lord and stay in your word. That's the best advice I can give. And he has answered me every single time. So how's this role opened up? And I want to talk with you a little bit because I'm super excited about some of the projects that you have coming up. But how how has this role in Imagine opened up other opportunities for you? Um, It's opened up so many opportunities with me. Um, To be honest, God's like completely called me into this whole other arena um, more than anything uh, with speaking, with sharing my testimony, with sharing what God did for me, um, which is so crazy because when I was 10 years old, I remember sitting in church and hearing um, this, this female evangelist come to our, uh, our church one day, and I, and I would hear her pretty frequently. Um, she would come every once in a while and speak, and I remember sitting listening to her and thinking, gosh, like, Lord, I would love to do that. I would love to share about what you've done for me. 
you know, I just, I just wanted to, and I really didn't have much to say at 10 years old. Um, but I just, I wanted that. I just desired it. And, and I was like, but I'm an actress and, you know, I love acting and, and God could never bring the two things together. So I just kind of brushed that thought back out of my mind. And then, you know, 11 years later, um, that's exactly what God is doing is he's completely brought together, um, my faith and what I love to do together in one film. And then through that, God has really grown both arenas of my life. And so it's really crazy. And, and I definitely feel like kind of what you were talking about on the last question that I'm stepping into this whole other thing, um, which is so crazy and scary, but I'm so grateful for it because it's just like, like, um, like I said, it's just another chance to grow and expand and share more of what the Lord's done for me. And so that's really exciting. And that's, I know that's not the typical answer. Normally people are like, oh, well, all these movie opportunities have come my way. When uh, in reality, it's just been a lot of uh, beautiful opportunities to share and speak on behalf of God have opened up for me, which is so, so awesome. Um, and then um, uh, did you ask me what I have coming up? Well, I, I was going to, yeah, because I'm, I'm oh, okay. super excited about some of it. I didn't know that was part of, of the question or not, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, walk through your next couple of projects for us. So uh, the next things I have coming out um, are, I have a film called Indivisible coming out um, in October um, with Sarah Drew, which I'm really, really excited about. Darren Mormon um, produced it, and it's it's really just a beautiful story um, about um, uh, War Chaplain. Um, and I don't want to say too much about it because it's really a beautiful film and I want yeah. everyone to be blessed by it. And then God bless the broken road. Yeah. Uh, I believe sometime in the spring of next year. Um, but then me, myself, um, I'm just, I, I, I said, I, I think that the Lord's, you know, calling me into producing and stuff like that. So I think that that's what's, um, on my agenda next. I hope, um, that God will just show me what to do with that. Now I, I went to school this past fall um, at UCLA for production and pre-production screenwriting. <laughs> so we'll see what uh, what God does with it. Um, I'm really excited. So, um, yeah, that's what's next. Yeah, so the, the I guess the uh, maybe 2019, you got um, Pistachio. It was really fun. It was so much fun. Um, the, the producer on that uh, was amazing, Tyler um, Connie. He was so fun. And um, the director, Anna, she's uh, just the sweetest person in the world. That that whole film just felt like a little bubble of summer camp. It literally, everyone kind of, it was one of those sets that was, you know, so uh, intimate that everyone kind of became friends after. Um, and Joey was so funny. He's he's quite the character. He's really, uh, really funny, uh, outgoing person. And I just had a beautiful time. I had so much fun riding horses. I, I loved riding horses as a kid. And I got to ride. Um, I got to ride horses again, which was really, really fun. It was just fun, and you know, it was out on a farm, um, uh, far out in, in uh, you know, like uh, Pasadena, excuse me, Santa Clarita area, and just beautiful. Just going up there every day, and um, and just getting getting to have a good time with people my age, and just fun. I loved it. It was a really good time. Yeah, well, you are welcome back anytime, and I know that uh, our friend Sherry Rigby's got a project that she's working on that you're working with, uh, beautifully, yes. beautifully flawed. Sherry so. Rigby is the best, yeah. best, best. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. So uh, you are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for hanging Thank out with you. us and your time today. Thank you. Are you kidding me? I was it was a blessing for me. Anytime I get to you know share and share about what the Lord's done for me, and especially the movie. You know, for me, I um. I just think that this movie is just a, a remembrance for me of what God can do and how he can take you from one place and, and um, bring you to another. And I um, I really hope that 
was able to bless somebody um, that's maybe struggling with their identity or what they're meant to do next. I really hope it um, was able to help. Absolutely. Madeline, Carol, the film is I Can Only Imagine. You can pick it up on digital, DVD, and Blu-ray now. This has been an all-access interview from 1230 Media. For more interviews, training, and exclusive content for your production team, visit 1230.media slash training. Shorter episode this week, but I hope the content is really valuable to you. For more on the podcast, including links to other resources for your team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com. That's thechurchmediapodcast.com. You can click on episode 146 for the show notes for this episode. Come on, why not? It's free. On the next Church Media Podcast. Next week on the show, I'm going to be sharing with you all episode again. We'll be talking about why you and your volunteers need to actually attend a worship experience. Why you need times to unplug. That's next week on the show. Our podcast is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. The producer of our show is the incomparable David Michael Hyde. And thank you for listening this week. Go out there, guys, and create some incredible experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Please take a minute today to rate and review the show in iTunes. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com. We'll catch you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast. 